This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 921, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, October the 27th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I am your host. This is uh, Adam Chapman speaking. This is Comic Shenanigans 921. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, October the 27th, recording this on Thursday, the 4th of November. Um, the ongoing saga of trying to make the show um, back up to date in terms of its scheduling is almost, almost occurring. Um, so that's what this is. Um, I, you know, I only had a chance to read one book or one and a half. Um, so let's talk quickly. October 27th, some of the releases were Aquaman and Green Arrow, Deep Target, number 107. Uh, there was Aquaman, The, the Becoming, number two. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. We had uh, Black Widow, number 12, with gorgeous cover again uh, by Adam Hughes. Got Checkmate. Um, what else we got? We got uh, DC versus Vampires. Sure, why not? They've done zombies. Uh, we've got a new issue of Daredevil, Deathstroke, Inc., uh, Detective Comics, Inferno, Marauders, uh, Moon Knight, Robin, Sword, Spider-Woman, Task Force Z, Wolverine, and Wonder Girl, um, and also Batman the Long Halloween special. Um, I got about a fourth of it th- through this book, and I was really digging it. Um, it brought me right back. Brought me right back to, you know, loving those uh, Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb books way back in the day. Loving the Long Halloween, loving Dark Victory, loving just the aesthetics. Um, just loving seeing Tim Sale's artwork again. Um, really, really was enjoyable. So uh, I haven't finished the issue, uh, but so far I just found it incredibly enjoyable just to get back into that world, into the feel of that world. There's just something about these two creators working together that it just felt it felt special. I mean, obviously it's called the Batman, the Long Halloween special, but. Um, um, you know, just from the beginning of it, seeing Calendar Man and the idea that he has disciples now, and uh, you know, again, it feels very much of that Long Halloween world because obviously it is, and uh, it couldn't feel more pitch perfect. And so, I was a big fan of what I saw. I haven't finished it yet, um, but it looks really good, um, and I'm excited to read the rest of it. I haven't read the entire thing, but uh, very enjoyable. Uh, and then the book I want to talk about is Amazing Spider-Man 77. This is Beyond Chapter 3. Um, but this felt like a hard right turn only because the art changes. So you have Kelly Thompson writing it. So it's slightly different, you know, kind of scope and tone. And then you have Sarah Pacelli on art. And this has got to be the most unlike Sarah Pacelli artwork I've ever seen. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, we've got Colors Art by Nolan Woodard. And you have Virgil Caligafri's Joe Carmagna on letters. So here's the problem. Not even the problem, but... There's certain, a lot of this issue, I just felt like it didn't look like Pacelli. And specifically that first page, the first page or two, uh, we have Spider-Man fighting against uh, Colin Wing and Misty Knight. That just did not feel like Pacelli. It felt like someone else. And I just wasn't, I, I remember re- I read that first page in particular, and I found that very like, what is this? And like the weird manipulation on the eyes. Uh, obviously, the, you know, artists use Spider-Man's eyes to, you know, convey a lot of emotion and thoughts, even though in theory they should just be static or, or they're like the movies where they actually do stuff um so i found that was really weird and but it just didn't feel like spider-man didn't feel like pacelli it just felt off it felt weird um as the issue went on i came i warmed up to it but it just generally from an artistic standpoint did feel different and i found as well that 
the look of Ben, I almost said Peter, uh, just looked like it fluctuated a little much and maybe more on model, more off model than I would have liked. I mean, at the end of the day, and I think they, they always try to kind of show this, and it's weird to have an issue of Amazing Spider-Man where Peter Parker is literally just lying there, and we get like one shot of him, but it's like a, a, a wide shot, so he's not even the focus of the of the page, uh, and then we see like his legs, and that's about it. You don't really see the, his face. Um, but like Ben is Peter, but I feel like they make him look different and not like Peter and he should look like Peter just with different hair and it just it's weird when he doesn't when they don't show that otherwise I enjoyed the issue I loved uh, him taking on Morbius um, it makes sense I, I like what I like most about seeing Ben as Spidey is there are different approaches that they aren't they're the same guy in template but they have the different life experiences that have pushed them in different directions so he would do different things he doesn't have as much experience as Spider-Man so um, in some ways he might be more cautious not just jump in and be more reckless he's had more time to kind of do do more work on himself than Peter necessarily because Peter is always moving from one adventure to the other whereas Ben had a different life um, so I like seeing those intricacies and I hope they get more of a handle on the Janine character because um, right now I feel like she really doesn't have much of a character at all and that's kind of weird um, so I'm hoping that you know besides just her kissing you know Ben kissing her and nuzzling her and everything I hope that she gets to develop as an actual character because I feel like you know, she was a much more vibrant character when it was by J.M. JM DeMatteis and um, John Romita Jr. John Romita Jr. uh, did her adventures or stories with her in Lost Years, and that felt more, like, she felt like a more vibrant character, and I don't think we have a real good handle on who she is yet, and maybe that's on purpose, maybe they're doing that as a deliberate thing. Um, Also, there's obviously the idea here where Ben has a memory, and he can't remember it, and it's like it's gone, and I'm wondering if that is something more to that, or... Maybe it's something about his clone generation affecting his memories. Maybe something that Beyond's doing to him. It's very curious. Um, but I'm interested to see if they, it ends up being something that they do follow up on or not. Um, but anyways, I, I, I enjoyed the issue. Um, again, it's, it's fun. Do I think it was as fun as the first two? No. I think uh, it's still an enjoyable issue. But the first two were just so strong for me and really set the tone. And were like, you know, kind of jumped in and a lot of action. It was bright brightly colored and bright artwork and i just felt like this was good but it was kind of a cool down issue in a lot of ways um which makes sense you can't run at 11 constantly you're gonna have to slow it down a little bit and that's what this felt like um for better or for worse uh looking forward to the next episode when i'll be talking about books that came out on november the third they the the books that came out include uh, amazing fantasy batman reptilian uh, batman superman authority special uh what else batman Dark Knights of Steel, Darkhawk, uh, Death of Doctor Strange, um, Avengers, one-shot, uh, Ghost Rider, oh, that's a, Infinity Comics, I don't read those because I don't have access because I don't have uh, the, that, that service. Um, we got Justice League Infinity, which I haven't been reading, but does look like a super amount of fun. I got Mr. Miracle, The Source of Freedom, uh, Strange, Academy, Strange Academy Presents The Death of Doctor Strange, Superman 78, number three, really enjoying that by a friend of the show, Robert Venditti, and you got Teen Titans Academy, number seven. Uh, and also, I guess that really, in a lot of ways, the big release is uh, the Human Target, um, which looks exciting. I love Greg Swalwood's art. Um, excited to kind of read what Tom King does here, and hopefully it's, you know, enjoyable and not... 
some of the more recent Tom King stories I haven't enjoyed as much. So I'm hoping it is more vintage King. And then we also have Winter Guard number three, as well as X-Men Legends number eight, uh, which is Larry Hama, Billy Tan, Wolverine, and Omega Red. Oh my. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening to this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. In our next episode, we'll have Dan Didio. That's right, you heard me right. Dan Didio will join me uh, for a very candid conversation for about an hour and a half. We talk a lot about Reboot, DC, and a lot of other things. So I really enjoyed sitting down with him, and that'll be on the next episode. So uh, make sure you download that. Anyways, Enjoy. Bye-bye.